You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm trying to tell if you are serious about that or you really haven't ever heard of this. I'm not joking, and I was actually asking my sister about it earlier. Because you were making me feel really stupid. I don't know what it is. Well, I wasn't trying to make you feel stupid. No, I was just, I was surprised. I thought you were messing with I me. I know you're not. It's like one of those things where like you were telling me that, um, what was it? Like something came out of trees where they put the <laughs> maple syrup or whatever. I that is <laughs> true. You you were unaware that maple syrup did come out of trees. That's true. <laughs> I so I was asking my sister, I'm like, wait, have you heard about this thing? And I made sure not to read about it because you're just like, all right, I'll tell you about it. But I had no idea I'll explain it, it but you're you're world will never be the same once I tell you where I this, don't what know. this is. Yeah, so I asked my sister who's a lot smarter Okay, let's than just me. get, let's get okay, started. Okay, all right. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who tunes into this show, whether it's uh, via our live stream or via podcast, however you find us. You're great. We're so greatly you're appreciate a, each You're a special person right you're now. You're a shining star in you're, our world. Look around. Look at all those other people around you wherever you're listening to this show right now. No, just know in your heart you're slightly better than them. Just a little bit. <laughs> not a, not necessarily all the time, but hey, right now you're you're doing something that they're not. You're you're in on something that And chances are you're smarter than me, so that should make you feel a little better. And too. you now know where maple syrup comes from. I really right. just got confused when I was talking. I forgot again while we were talking wow, about it. Wow. Uh, if you're going to be doing any shopping <laughs> online, want to remind everybody, of course, as usual, to go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link right there, and there you go. Yeah, and you can also probably buy such wares as uh, delicious maple syrup on amazon.com. Yes. I'm assuming you can. Yes. Why would you not be able to? Absolutely. Mm. These are all things that you could do. That you could do. <laughs> maple syrup. That is not what the secret is, though. Okay, so we, get, we have a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. Um, but I think it's important that we talk about this right now here at the top and and talk about and maybe concerned. maybe you're not the only one I don't maybe think you're not I the am only one. because I was saying before I was asking my sister about this particular instance my okay. sister's very smart and she's like I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about and she'd never heard of it either okay I think before I start explaining anything or talking to you about what this is I want to hear what it is that you that you were talking about what it is that you're bringing up what it is that you're concerned about. All right, well, I have absolutely no idea because I wanted to give you the opportunity to but, tell me. But what, what did you see? What I saw today, I saw something on the internet, which it was like in big, bold letters, and everyone's like freaking out about it. Two girls, one cup. I don't think it was real. Oh, my gosh. That's anyway. I never so, watched that, actually, by the way. <laughs> hey, Greg's throwing it back to 2006, hey, everybody. I'm just saying, Listen I never watched timely it. timely we are. Proud of myself. No, you said you saw something online. You didn't know what it was. I All did. Right, I saw something ahead. online. I didn't know what it was, and I didn't realize that something like this was real. And it was, it's like one of those trending stories on, on the internet where it's talking about something about how they're resetting the doomsday clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What in the flying fuck is the doomsday clock? Like, I thought the doomsday clock were, like, <laughs> when people are counting down to doomsday, I thought it was all those, like, religious zealots who are sitting there and saying, like, the world's going to end in December of 2012. Uh-huh. You know, things are going to catch on fire. But then it was mm-hmm. all these scientists. It was an actual mm-hmm. story released by scientists saying that they've up, they've changed the date on the doomsday clock. And what the hell is the doomsday clock? Okay. And how is that real? And how have I never even heard of this? I, oh, well, I don't know how to answer the last one. Uh, that part I don't know. I mean, I will say this. You know that I'm very interested in uh, 
you know, supernatural things and then also world politics. And well, here's what it is. Okay, so the doomsday clock. Let's start from the beginning. I'll tell you what. Maybe I should give you a couple of different stories and see what see what you think is real. No, because uh, I don't know if you know what's real. Do you absolutely one hundred percent know what the doomsday yes. clock? Yes, and no spoilers there in the uh, in the chat. Let's I not let's not spoil it. Close your chat. Look. I won't look so that so that people aren't uh, spoiling. Because it for honestly, you. Because I, I want to. You know, I will explain what it is. But I don't. I uh, should I feel stupid that I don't know what the doomsday clock? Oh, is? Oh, I don't know if you should feel. That's a that's a loaded question to me. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? I mean, I don't know. I know what it is. Um, you. You don't. I don't think that makes you stupid. I'm just saying. Uh, but it's actually it's something real. that I've, I've been aware of forever. I mean, I don't know when I wasn't aware. You know, I'm sure I learned about it in grade school or something. So scientists like actually know when doomsday is. So here's what it is: the doomsday clock is. Um, it's like Wait, a. Is this real or something you're making up? It's like a giant. Oh, you know, you know, at the center of the Earth, it's uh, molten, right? You know how the, you know how uh, that works. Yes. The the core is well. There's the, the core, and, but then lava. yeah, basically, yeah. So we'll go for the basic terms. So what the doomsday clock does is it's kind of like you know how we've seen some more earthquakes and volcanoes lately because uh, it's heating up on the inside. The doomsday clock. They dug this giant tube into the Earth in they- Russia in the 50s and they shoved this giant rod down there and it's kind of like a huge thermometer and it measures the temperature of the earth so the doomsday clock is actually when it hits midnight quote quote that's when it reaches the boiling point and the earth could explode so right now the earth is so hot because of uh, global warming that it is uh, yeah, about I, three minutes away from blowing up I read that ominous creepy title where it says three minutes like now the doomsday clock is mm-hmm. three minutes to that midnight that means the inside of the earth is getting so hot it's about re- the thermometer's saying bing you know we're we're about ready all right it's so what explode. does okay no absolutely not so what does a minute represent on the doomsday clock is it like a million years or something um i'm guessing i, I also have not looked at this i'm not looking at the chat all right uh, but uh the well the doomsday clock was actually come up with by in all reality by uh, sorcerers in the middle ages oh, who created sh- jesus shut up all right, you want to know what it really yes, is? Yes, I, I honestly do because it's I've symbolic. never heard it's of It's not this. an actual clock. It's a symbolic clock that, that was put together. And I, I did double check. I mean, I've known what it is forever, but it's it's put together by scientists. It's actually the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists were the original ones that started it back in the 40s. And it was basically it, what it originally was, was a measure of how close the world was to nuclear holocaust. Oh. To a nuclear holocaust, essentially. Yeah. Nuclear destruction. Okay, so it's like how fire. close it was to for us destroying the world. So it's like Smokey the Bear fire warnings, where they like uh, kind of to like you know like, green, yellow, orange, like dur- red, like during the peak of of the Cold War, or or like the Cuban Missile Crisis. It, was, it probably got close during there, or you know, anytime there's a huge, there was a huge nuclear crisis that happened, they would say, okay, we're this much closer to destroying ourselves. So is it like if somebody It's a symbolic uh, thing. It's a team of scientists, like a group that, that come up with this. So if like nuclear bombs are developed, does that like make it closer? Well, Or is it just it all could. about like the atmosphere? It could. I mean, they kind of measure a lot of different things. No, no. This, I'll explain why, what we're talking about with that part. But originally, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was, it was just, it was symbolic on when we were going to 
when the world was going to kill itself. Okay. Like when humans, it was when humans were going to do it. Gotcha. No, not not with. It. Ignore what I said earlier. When the world was going to explode, I was I was making that up. Well, now I'm confused I'm because you were making up things. I'm sorry. It's not a thermometer. It's not a thermometer well, at all. I didn't think there was a thermometer that went to the center of the Earth. It doesn't actually measure anything. It's just a group of very very intelligent people who get together and say, okay, the state of the world right now is so dangerous that I would say we're about symbolically three minutes i'll give you i'll give you an example the closest it's ever been to doomsday i believe was two minutes um and i'm pulling it up here too just to verify that myself two minutes that was in 1953 when the u.s and and the soviet union were testing nuclear devices both kind of at the same time and so they said well they're both doing it they're both the stance is they, they could launch them at each other at any minute we're about two minutes from doomsday from destroying the world. So how often does the doomsday clock change? Uh, I believe from what I was looking at, they they look they, they, do they meet like I... a couple of times a year, I think, and do it. And, they, and they'll assess what is going on in the world and where it is. I'll give you another example. Like the furthest away we've ever been from doomsday was 17 minutes. Okay. So, and, and midnight is doomsday. So when it hits 12 o'clock, Jesus, that's doomsday. that's creepy. So the closest... Midnight is doomsday? What? Midnight is doomsday. Okay, I'm going to so look the at furthest the chat away now, it's uh, ever been. Did everybody know about this? The furthest away it's ever been is was 17 minutes and that was in 1991 when the Soviet Union dissolved basically. When the Soviet Union went away, you know, the world was kind of at a point there for a little bit where everything seemed pretty pretty all right. You know, it seemed like things were heading in the right direction once the Soviet Union, you know, d- was dissolved and then the, so the, clock the Berlin can go Wall backward. came down. It just yeah, it can go back. It can go backward as well. Uh, right now, though, over the last over the last while, I don't know when they decided to change this. Um, okay, two thousand nine. In two thousand nine, they started to incorporate not just only the nuclear assessment as far as the destruction of the world. They've also started to incorporate the environment and other th- factors in their decisions of where the doomsday clock is at. And so, right now, the reason it's at three minutes, um, I believe, it was at three minutes. Is that what they just set it to? Yeah, it's three. Yeah, it says it's three minutes. three minutes to midnight. That's what I saw. Yeah, so it probably has something to do. And I honestly haven't even read what it is. I'm, I, I I will double check that just so I can pull that up for you guys. Um, but I'm gonna guess it has something to do with the environment and probably maybe North Korea testing nuclear weapons, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess it's something along the, uh, uh, with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It looks like that. Okay, okay. So what? What do we need to I mean, do? Three minutes to midnight is where we're at right now. All right. Have we ever, like, has anyone ever assessed the fact that, like, scientists could just be messing with people who don't know any better? Mm-hmm. And they could just get be getting together. Like, there really is no doomsday clock. And they just, this is how they get their jollies. And, like, well, once every well it's not a real clock. I know, but what I'm saying the is they can make it up. They're and, a team like, of pan- sorcerers who have decided. And they can induce panic regardless of, like, like all right, it's 17 well, minutes, but now it's three minutes. They're they're scientists. They're making a uh, They're making an estimation of... You know what they think based on the state of the world scientifically what they think how close we are to I mean it's yes it's obviously meant to be like a warning to people is what it is it's just warning people like hey you idiots you know there's there's some dangerous stuff going on here we think we're this much closer to the elusive doomsday that we have created and made up like it's just you know it's just something to make people aware of oh there's bad stuff going on oh boy 
That's, so that's what it is. That's okay, what the doomsday clock is. It just didn't seem like it was okay. It just didn't seem mm-hmm. like it was a real thing. Yeah, no, it is. It is definitely. A I'm going to ask every person that I meet within the next week if they've ever heard of the doomsday clock. See, and I just, I don't, I can't think of when I didn't know what the doomsday clock was. I, I feel like I learned it in grade school, middle school, somewhere, some, somewhere along the line. They taught us what the doomsday clock was. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I have a couple more years than you of worrying about the Soviets. Maybe, maybe that's why I knew about it. But yeah. I mean, Soviets were a real concern when I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I I really thought you were... Okay, so it's sorcerers with a giant thermometer going into the middle of the earth. Yes, that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then sorcerers say, you know, the earth is getting too hot. It's like when a turkey's done. You know, and you hear that ding. Well, we don't want the turkey to be done. No, because it'll just be... Yeah, it'll explode, you know, Mm. with flavor. And so we don't want that to happen with the earth. We want it to always be cooking, but never to be done. So why do you think right now, if I've never heard of this, you know, the internet's been around for a while, but I mean, like, it is everywhere today. Like, every single thing. Why do you think people are latching on to it so much? Uh, I don't know. Well, because they they just announced it today, right? They set the clock today? Yeah, they just set the clock today. They changed the clock? Yeah. But I've never seen it uh, be made a big deal of before. Um, I don't know. Is it closer than it has been for a long time? I honestly, I don't follow what the doomsday clock setting is. I just assume we're always about ready to, you know, destroy the earth. Oh, for sure. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe that's because it it bumped up a little bit more than it has been recently. I don't know. Okay, so I, I don't know. I don't know why, in particular, today they're making a bigger deal out of it than okay. than other previous times when they said it. Well, yeah, and I had just never seen it before, and then I saw all yeah. these like ominous, like three minutes to midnight doomsday will happen. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. What's that? I thought that was like one of the like crazy religious people things. No, 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 no. These are uh, very educated people who are who are doing this. They're very very high up, uh, yeah, scientists. Um, some of them, let's see. Originally, it started with 18 Nobel laureates. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's a pretty they're they're pretty prestigious people who are deciding these things. But again, it is symbolic. All right, yeah. So as terrifying as the clock's current position may seem, the time isn't supposed to be a prediction tool of the future. (laughs) They're not saying in three minutes the the world (laughs) is going to explode. Instead, the scientists say the number is reflective of existing statistics and trends related to nuclear technologies, climate change, biotechnologies, and cybersecurity. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. So every year that goes by and every minute that it ticks closer, there's just one more threat because it used to just be environmental threats and now it's biotechnology, cybersecurity and all those other things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here it is. Exactly what happened. And I'm sorry I didn't look it up because I wasn't really sure what it was you were, uh, why this came into you to your uh, awareness today. Um, Chris just posted in the live chat, so the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists announced today that the Doomsday Clock, which represents our proximity to an apocalyptic event, will remain at three minutes to midnight um, instead of, yeah, so so it's remaining at three minutes to midnight instead of actually going backwards. So it's been at three minutes for a while. Okay. Which, so like I said, again, the closest it's ever been was two minutes. Wow, we and that live was in a world where there's actually the existence of something scientists have declared a doomsday clock. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> You've lived in this world your entire life. I have Our parents have lived in this world that, their entire life with a doomsday clock. I, ju- I have no idea how I missed this. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know either. Don't I can't you, answer uh, that. Maple syrup comes from trees? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Good, good for you. Yeah. I'll say this. In 2002, after 9-11... It was still seven minutes away from doomsday. Really? That's how close we are now. And now we're three? Now we're three. Oh, that's really comforting. Thanks. There you go. So just really think about that. Ignorance is bliss, Greg. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Well, I, yes. Maple syrup is made in a factory somewhere by elves. and 
the maple fairies that bless it. The elves do the hard work. They don't get along with the fairies. Fairies are kind of the overlords of the maple syrup factory, but... You Nonetheless, <laughs> for years and years, this is how it's been made. Do you just make the fairies the bad people because you look more like an elf than a fairy? Fairies are always the bad people, yeah. Yeah, they can fly. They're all Why are they pretty bad? People. Because they can f- they're pretty and they can fly. That's yeah. why Greg hates them. Yeah. And everybody makes fun of elves. Like, <laughs> oh, they all look the same. Oh, they're ugly. And they wear hats and they're short. You know, there's nothing wrong with you elves. Just- you just got I me mean, minus the ugly thing. You're n- you're not ugly, but I mean minus the short and always wears hats. I mean you're pretty much an elf. About elves, you need elves to get anything you done. You have big. It's true. You have big floppy feet. You're short and you always wear a hat. I've never really seen your ears because they're always covered by the hat. Are they kind of pointy? Do elves have pointy ears? My ears aren't. No, they're not pointy. They're oh, they're slightly normal. pointy. My ears are not pointy. Oh, I would say they're more pointed than round. I don't look at my ears very often because I have hair over them. So yeah, I've never know. seen your ears. Yeah, they're kind of pointed. They're not pointed. They're almost Vulcan-y. I mean, if they are, I wouldn't be mad about it, but I'm, I, don't, I don't think they're very Vulcan-y. Wow, this is fascinating. Anyway, that's where maple syrup So the doomsday from. clock, really quick, I'm just going back to the thing. <laughs> Vicky says nobody makes fun of elves. It's true, Vicky. <laughs> Greg is just all of a sudden, he's taking Live a cause. Walk a day in my steps, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Greg likes to pick up the real tough causes that nobody really <laughs> likes to stand up for because he's just really Somebody's contrary like that. He's not afraid. That's right. He's not afraid of other people's opinions. No, actually, I am. That's entirely wrong. All right, so six minutes from Doomsday in 2010, five in 2012. <laughs> I just can't believe you just found out about that. It's <laughs> 1947 is when uh, they, they created Chris the Doomsday. Chris says, in Doomsday, maple syrup will rain from the skies. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, except I'm not really a maple syrup person, but... That would be awful. Everything would be sticky. And the smell of maple syrup is a little overwhelming. Mm. I don't really like the smell of maple syrup. Okay. It's a little too it's a little too pungent for All my right. taste. Okay. It smells like elves. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. So yesterday I had my cheese story yesterday. Now, Greg, do you remember that? A couple cheese the stories cheese out of thieves? Wisconsin. Yeah, the cheese thieves. Some cheese thieves totaling almost $160,000 worth of, well, let's see. So $90,000 of, $90, of that cheese was Parmesan, and then $70,000 of that were cheese products, which That's haven't been specified. So all of those have disappeared. That's over $160,000 worth of cheese in the past week. Never used to be a Parmesan person, but uh, that that's changed. Mm. I, I now am. Over the last few years, I'm I'm fond that of is Parmesan. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we aren't just having cheese thievery here in the United States of America. All right. Turns out that forty three thousand dollars worth of cheese has been stolen from a dairy in France. All right, there is something going on. This is a lot of cheese that's being stolen lately. Okay, how so many this, how many robberies in the U.S. have we had? I need been, to start making there a have case been file. Four. There have been like four. There's been like four, so far, yeah. but like multiple, like hundred thousand dollar cheese thieves, you know? Yes. Che- cheese capers. Cheese capers. Mm-hmm. And now we got now they're going international. They're going. All to right, France. So let me see. All right, so this is where are they putting it all? I don't know. So this is forty three thousand dollars worth of Comte, C O M T E. Do you know what kind of cheese that is? No, that's probably some all fancy right, kind. Was of stolen cheese. from a dairy in France, and the speculation is that it would end up in restaurants outside of the country. However, even shortly before this latest French heist, thieves stole a whopping. $875,000 worth of Parmigia- Parmigiano Reggiano. Is that Parmesan? Uh, yeah. Okay. In Italy. 
That's almost $900,000 worth of Parmesan. Parmesan cheese in Italy. I wonder if we're going through like a Parmesan shortage and we just don't know it. (sighs) Well, we're going to soon. They're going to make one. Parmesan markets are going to crash. Publicly, it's now being stated that it isn't just professional thieves that are stealing cheeses. It is, in fact, consumers as well. Did you know that cheese is the number one item stolen from grocery stores all around the world? Is there like a black market cheese thing going on? This is what I want to know. I need to know these things because... This is a lot of cheese being sold. Somebody's buying the cheese. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's consumers? Is it like on the streets? It's like, also, no, consumers like it used are to going be cracked, into... now it's like a ball of Parmesan. See, like, I don't think that it's people reselling you're not it. You're Parmesan. I think there is maybe a super cheese addiction. Because they're saying consumers are stealing cheeses. They'll go into cheese sections of grocery just... stores and pocket wedges. Shove them in their purses, in their pockets, in their bags. They'll just steal the cheese. People are like buying yeah, Parmesan, melting it down. Mm. So their the, sandwich. The most stolen item in grocery stores all across the globe is cheese. Now, cheese is one of one of the items that is described as it's a craved food because it's. Let's see. So uh, they say that it's aspects that make it really desirable to be stolen. Is it's concealable, removable, available, valuable, enjoyable, <laughs> and disposable. Unlike many Are items start that would checking people for sneaking cheese into places, or also unlike many items that also fall under the craved description of things that people want to own, Do you have to have I, a receipt for cheese now, so you're not like getting black market cheese. Razor blades or electronics. Cheese is not fitted with security tags, therefore it's smaller and easier to stash in a coat pocket, purse, or even people are stuffing their baby strollers with cheese. Maybe I need to go back to working for that company that I did one one day of uh, giving out cheese samples at the grocery store. I did that one time where I had to wear the... Oh, you had the beret. I had to wear a goddamn beret. Oh my beret. God, that was the best thing That's ever. why I only did that one day, and I realized once I got there that this was never anything I would ever want to do again. However, maybe I do now, because I did I did have access to a lot of cheese. Now, this is like a hot commodity right now, it's, and it's, right now it's legal, so I can be basically like a legal drug dealer. Did you figure out what kind of choose Compte was? C-O-M-T-E? I probably had to know, actually, that day, because I had little cards where I was supposed to be an expert on all the different French cheeses, Well, and it was French. It was a French company I was working for. Let me for. tell you this. This was a little expensive, so cheese, of course, can run on the higher scale. I know because when I buy like my little wedge of brie every once in a while, because I, uh-huh. I enjoy me a slight wedge of brie, the brie price has been going up, probably because of the stolen cheeses. So like one wedge that used to cost me like $4 Dude, is I could now be like, like the, $5.50. The Frank Lucas of Portland, only with cheese. That's how it... I could really work this in. Well, so I could be a cheese bear, like a g- legitimate cheese baron. That's what you could do at the next fancy party. Cheese lord. You go to. Not a drug lord, a cheese lord. All right, well, the Comte cheese that was stolen from France w- retails for $43 a pound in the United States. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, so why it's also what stolen is because me? a lot of consumers see these cheeses that they want to try as a luxury item where they shouldn't yeah, they be are. spending their money on them. However, they want them. And, and since cheese. they are now fitted with security tags, they decided they can just take the cheese stuff. it. Most pocket. expensive cheese I ever buy is just Tillamook. That's it. Mm. I, don't, I don't go for the fancy the fancy cheeses beyond that. I do. I, I have a brie weakness. You got a cheese tooth. We've talked I about do. this before. I do. I totally have a cheese yeah. tooth. I'm trying to taper it down. But I'll buy like a, I'll buy a wedge of brie for myself. Probably like once a month. I'll buy that and like some um, some like nine grain crackers. Hold yourself. So you, can, and, you can stop. To try and trick myself into thinking that it's healthy. So I'll buy like the um, the stone. Yeah, that makes it healthy. The yeah. nine grain stone, whatever. Like the how hippie. does that? I'll buy the hippie fucking crackers. But you're still eating the, the entire wheel of cheese. Well, it's not a wheel of cheese. It's a wedge of cheese, and it's not that large. 
and it's delicious and it's only once a month and, and everything in moderation and it's to. fine and I can stop anytime I want. Okay, so while globally cheese is the most stolen food in grocery stores, however, in North America, it comes in fourth after meat, candy, and infant, uh, infant for formula. Well, that's so, just sad. But of the candy, people steal that much people candy? People steal that much candy. Yeah. Also, no another that. thing that's uh, that's stolen quite a bit in the United States of America, people steal individual grapes. They take grapes and put them in their pockets. Oh, absolutely. What? I mean, nothing. I've never done that before in my Who life. Who steals a grape? Oh, if I'm walking through the produce section and I do, you know, I'm buying some spinach or some fruit or something like that. There's a big roll of grapes there. Don't I want to know what they taste like before I before I purchase them? Sometimes grapes can be expensive, so I'll, you know, you don't want a mushy pack of grapes. I'll pop one off and just make sure, you know, I'm like, oh well, nope, How decided not to get that grape. If like someone catches you eating one of the grapes from out of the bundle, uh, I've got caught. Um, you got caught stealing candy or something. No, didn't I didn't get caught stealing candy, but I did get in college. I went to um, we had this place down there called Cub Foods, which it's I don't know. There's a billion places that are just like that. One of the one of those kind of lower end in between a Costco and a regular grocery store one of those places and they have all the bins there and so when I was studying like late night cramming for exams I would I'd go there and get myself some some snacks and I'd walk around the bins and I'd be like hmm well what's this kind of trail mix why don't I just give myself a little little sample of that one nope don't want that one I'd sample them to make sure I knew what I wanted that's what they're they're there you're allowed to take one sample out of it and there was a lady there who caught me and just was was furious. Like, I might as well have just stolen, I don't know, baby formula from children, you know, along those lines. Like, sure. as far as what I just did. It mm. was so atrocious. Like, she had a hard time talking at first, just like, oh my god, how dare you steal from this store that's stealing, and you can't, and like, just laid into me. Well, because I uh, helped myself to a uh, you know, a rye cracker or just something a out snack, of that. Yeah. yeah, it was just one. It was just one of them. Can I give you a piece of advice about cheese? And I bought something too. I didn't buy that one though. It was gross. Can I tell you something about cheese? Yes. If you go to any place that has, you know, like a cheese area where there are like cheese people. Yeah. They will give you what a you sample mean, of like a cheese, like uh, for example, like Fred Meyer. They okay. have like a cheat, like you know, they have their cheese section where you go and there's like a circular like display thing, and in the middle of the of the display there are a couple like cheese workers who put together the cheese. They're like cheese makers. They're the cheese wrappers. Cheese cutters. They're the cheese cutters, the cheese wrappers. They know a lot about cheese, and okay. I know because I spend some time there. They will give you a sample, as many samples of as many cheeses. Wait as you a want. minute, do you mm-hmm. sample the cheeses? No, but I'm saying that if you if some maybe hold like hold up, you make fun of me all the time for my how much I love samples. Are you going there knowing full will you're not going to buy a damn thing? Oh no, I buy something, but I always buy the same thing. But I want to sample the other cheeses. There's some good. How ones. many cheese samples do you take at a time? Well, you can ask for a couple. I'm like, you know, I'm just really torn between these four. Can I just try? Do you try four them? cheeses? You go. Wait. A I ultimately I pay the price because I end up buying some cheese, wait, so you, I feel okay with that. You make that. them cut off samples of four different kinds of cheeses. You're torn between four cheeses. Yeah, and they'll be like, you know, like um, there'll be smaller cheeses that are more expensive because they're more dense, like the goat brie, and they'll be like uh, the the creamier the the creamier mushroom brie, and then there'll be like some sort of like fancy harder cheese that I'll want to try. 
And they let you. I mean, because they sit there and cut cheese all day. You are exactly the reason and all it of isn't, these... Someone's all asking if it's the deli. It isn't the deli. This is actually a specific cheese section in the marketplace that I go to. You are the reason that people are stealing $100,000 worth of cheese. Because I they're gonna be not. No, somebody's going to start showing up on the corner. If somebody showed I'm up... I'm not stealing the cheese. I'm paying for the cheese. Okay, what if somebody was on the corner and they're like, hey, this is fresh wrapped... Brie, oh. you know, I got it. I just, you know, my boss, we ordered too much of it and I uh, just got this duffel bag full of it here. It's a refrigerated duffel bag, so it's all safe. Um, you know, it's a block of it. it. Normally goes for like 15 bucks. I'll give it to you for five. Is that cool? A blo- no, that's a block. It doesn't come in a block. It comes okay, in a beautiful you circle. You're getting stuck in the details. A $15 worth of Brie for five bucks. What is the guy in the corner? He's walking around like the, Let like me the tamale guy. I, I was going to say, because I buy tamales from the tamale guy. Yeah. And Although, in all fairness, I don't think the tamale people are stealing the tamales from anyone. No, they're making the tamale. I'm not yeah. saying, but I was thinking but more this about guy, hygiene hey, than about stolen. This guy's... Uh, like, I don't give a shit if it's stolen. Oh. I'm thinking about whether or not I'd trust Corner Brie, and I'm feeling like I would. Because... If I'm paying, you know, fifteen, you know, five dollars for a teeny tiny little slice, but if I can get, you know, three times that amount for the same price, I might buy street corner brie. You are going to be the one to buy street corner. You know, brie. now that uh, you now are that in the market for this, cheese, this oh is my why God, people are I am, stealing. That's why they're stealing. They're they're marketing to you. Oh my God! It's a whole thing. You know, it's like when. It's a whole global market they're going to start now with this. That's so true. Black market I, I, I cheese am the market. that's kind of like filtering down because to the consumer. Cheese is very expensive, and they're right. Like, I I want to pay. Less I need for to get into cheese. this game. You I'm going to get. Back, I'm going to start working back up for that French people. Those those French people again, because they let me take a, like a whole bunch of cheese. You can keep. Oh. Don't they let you keep the beret? So you can walk around with the beret and pretend that you're an, actually an official. You can be like, oh, I hello. Am, hello, I am your local cheese inspector. Let me see your this, cheese. This is my corner. Would you like some of my yeah. fresh cheese? And then like the grocery store will be like, well, he's official. He's got a beret on. He's got a Wait, clearly. you're going to go in the stores to try and sell them? Yeah, and then I'm going to s- uh, swipe it right from under him. I mean, there's a lot going on in the stores. They probably wouldn't yeah. know that you weren't really supposed to yeah, be Yeah, excuse there. me, madam. Uh, mademoiselle, I am uh, your cheese inspector uh, from, uh, from France. And then, you know, I'll go in there and they'll be like, oh, okay, well. He's from France, and I'll get the manager, and the manager will see I'm very official and serious. He's going to be like, well, all right. Um, I'm sorry, sir. I'm like, I do not have time for this. I have many places to check the cheese. I must inspect. And then I'll I'll take a whole bunch of the blocks, and I'll be like, I'm just going in the back to inspect the cheese. Make sure it is up to our standards. And then uh, and then somebody will be back there with, like, a truck, and we'll load all the cheese. You sound like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. I am a cheese inspector. Okay. I didn't realize, and I honestly didn't do this um, back-to-back on purpose, but uh, I did have a second stolen food. Uh-oh. Is it so not cheese, though? It's not about cheese. So I'm gonna, Wait, just to sum it up, I'm going to be like Frank Lucas of Portland, only not Lucas? heroin. Uh, the, the big, uh, famous drug dealer from New York. Oh, okay. So you want to be a... But giant- I'm not going to be a drug dealer. I'm going to be a cheese dealer. He, was, he wore, like fur coats and stuff so I'll be like flashy but everybody will you know I'll still get away with it and then you can wear um, like fur coats from like like you know cheese fur like you can wear like goat fur coats cause you're like the cheese man or like cow fur coats yeah be because like, hey, the cheese man I'm cheese man people will be afraid of me but they want to hang out with me cause I'll just have cheese all over my parties like 
Help yourself to some cheese. Oh, there's nothing better than when you walk into a party and there's a big chunk of brie sitting there. I'm like, oh. Except for the people who scoop out the brie from the motherfucking insides. And I'm looking at you, Greg Nibbler. What? You are not supposed to do that. Why not? I don't want the outside okay, of it. Okay, we the need to stop sucks. talking about cheese. I have other things to do. The outside about. of the breeze is all the tough part, okay, right? Okay, let's no, stop talking that. about... No, let's stop talking about cheese. I'm skipping from the inside. All right, next story out of Florida, University Park, Florida. This is my favorite headline of the day. It reads as such, disgr- a disgruntled Burger King employee decides to steal all the chicken nuggets on his last day of work. All the chicken nuggets? Disgruntled Burger King employees decided to steal all the chicken nuggets on his last day of work. Yes, this Florida man, Florida man, ex-Burger King worker, posted a picture online that purports to show a massive amount of chicken nuggets that he decided to steal from Burger King after he got fired from probably stealing from Burger King. Uh, So he has a Twitter page, and he posted a set of pictures on his page showing a large amount of chicken nuggets buckled into the passenger seat of his car next to him. Uh, Dude wrote, uh, Today was my last day, all in caps, of course. Today was my last day working at Burger King, so I took all of their nuggets. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> what was this guy's name? Uh, it doesn't say. It was unclear which uh, Burger King used to employ him. However, the photo was tagged as having been taken in University Park, Florida. So uh, he, in turn, has gained many, many admirers on his Twitter page. Even really? So, much so as his fans starting to call him the Chicken King. I mean that that's that's a lot of chicken nuggets. Oh yeah, you found it. Yeah. He did get uh, retweeted 35,000 times. There you go. For his chicken thievery. Mhm. He's being rewarded for being a thief, Greg. Your cheese I'm going to think he's going to get in a little be... bit of trouble though Probably. because it is his name his Twitter handle it it's his name. Unless that's not his name, you don't know. Well, John Alex Correa, I'm going to yeah. guess that's not a name you make up. <laughs> All right, Damon Razor. Damon Razor. Another food-themed one. Jesus, all right. Uh, So Valentine's Day, of course, is coming up. Are you maybe looking for somewhere to take that special someone? Are you asking me, or is this a rhetorical? Yes, I'm asking you. I don't know know who you were asking. Sitting in here with me. Um, (laughs) That was a strange way to talk to me, if that's like how you... Hey! Valentine's Day is coming up. It's Are fast you looking approaching. For Are you looking for a special place to take that special someone? Um. Now, there's a new special being offered by the Waffle House, which of course has been in the news many times over the past uh, couple of Every story is about food, isn't it? I didn't know. It's already know. being noted in the chat. Uh, Edward just noted, uh, I think Sarah is hungry. I think I might have been hungry when I was looking for this. I was eating a salad earlier because uh, I'm trying to eat better and it was just really gross. Anyway, share bacon and love on Valentine's Day at the Waffle House. You can make your reservation today. Now, if you prefer your Valentine's Day... I don't think we have Day, any around here. Well, there, people live, uh, listen all over the country and or world, so but maybe you there's just, a Waffle House You just there. said you were talking to me. Well, I don't know. You might be going out of town, and there might be a Waffle House somewhere in your vicinity. Okay. So if you want your Valentine's Day night under the buzzing fluorescent lights of a Waffle House, then my golly... Mm. I do have an option for you. All right. Now, the Waffle House says 140 of its restaurants across the United States of America will be taking reservations for Valentine's Day. Now, this is for the eighth year in a row. They only take reservations on this day. Now, this magical date night will include candles, white tablecloths, and menus to set the mood while you indulge yourself and your love with waffles and bacon. Mm-hmm. 
So the Waffle House vice president says Valentine's Day at Waffle House is all about having fun with the ones you love. It's become an annual tradition for some of our customers, and our associates greatly enjoy it as well. So Waffle House wants you to take to their Instagram and be sure to share pictures of your sexy date night photos from your romantic evening encounters at Waffle Houses all around the country. Uh, please use the hashtag Waffles for Lovers. They don't like lower the lights or anything? So. or No. Hmm. One of the oldest women in the world is now coming forward to talk about her secret to a long life. All right. I know it doesn't have to do with food, actually. Okay. A 112-year-old woman claims the secret to her long life has been smoking cigarettes. Oh, okay. Indeed, she has smoked cigarettes uh, at least 30 a day for the last 95 years of her life. So someone was born in March of 1903, and she decided to take up smoking when she was 17 years old. She said it's her daily habit that has helped her outlive mostly everybody else in her village, including her own children. I'm going to guess that's not it, but okay. She said, I don't really care how old I am, but I am very old nonetheless. I've seen a lot of things change during my lifetime. But despite her age, her last name is Batuli. Batuli continues to be a chain smoker. She smokes as many, or as little, excuse me, as 30 cigarettes a day. Uh, She goes on to say, I've been smoking for 95 years. There is absolutely nothing wrong with smoking. Well... (laughs) There's nothing wrong with her stopping now, I suppose. <laughs> well, Batuli does have some added advice no on smoking. To. She does say um, the trick is to avoid commercially made cigarettes. She recommends um, lo- making your own tobacco wraps, uh, you know, wrapping your own tobacco with it. Uh, so she does have one child that's still alive, her 85-year-old oldest son, and has great-grandchildren. Uh, she had four other children who have all since passed away as she's been busy chain-smoking. Uh, so she actually uh, is still pretty self-sustainable. She lives in a house by herself, does all of her chores, and does everything for herself. Where does she live? Smoking. She lives in Nepal. Nepal. Mm-hmm. So she also says uh, the key not only is to smoke 30 cigarettes a day, but also be happy. Then you will live a long life. All right. Life lessons from Batuli. <laughs> and finally, a story of Britain. A condom machine has been released in London that can only be used when activated by a breathalyzer to stop Brits from having drunken sex. There's that can the only be used by activating. It's a it's a breathalyzer. Wait a minute, but isn't that don't you want somebody machine. to get a condom if they're going to be having drunk sex? That's actually a really isn't good that something point. you would encourage safety. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's not going to be like, oh, well, we can't have a condom. We can't Wait a do minute. It You're anymore. drunk and making a bad decision? No condoms for you. <laughs> like, that seems that seems like the opposite Greg, of Greg, I didn't even see that logically, and that is absolutely correct. So this is not a great idea, but I'm going to continue with my story <laughs> Make anyway. a terrible decision. Come on. Well, a condom machine that's only activated by a breathalyzer has been introduced in a bid to stop people from having drunken sex. Kind of like introducing you know, teenagers to abstinence. Did the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this vending machine is called the Johnny B. Good. What? Vending machine. Which has been installed. That is so backwards. That is exactly. In a couple Lon- uh, pubs in London and will only dispense condoms to those who can prove they're sober. Look, that is I mean, so look, true, Greg. And I'm clearly talking about, obviously, consensual everything. But, I mean, sometimes people go to bars and that's where they intend to, maybe they meet somebody. And two consenting adults decide, hey, we're going to go home and do what adults do. 
But play video games. Yes, play video games. But we're not going to give you a controller to play video games with. I don't know. No, I mean just the idea that's that's so stupid. That's so backwards. Wow. Okay. Make yeah. your bad decision worse. All right. So I guess they say. So it says that users who blow into the, vi- the device and and pass. It shows that they're sober. Will receive a free condom. So I guess maybe they give them for free if they're sober enough. But then yeah, again, it doesn't make that's. Just not. Yeah, so, okay, so this is, yeah, so that's happening, so they'll give a free condom. The initiative is happening right now at a pub called the Brass Monkey, uh, but it has the possibility of a nationwide rollout, but if two, like, if it only took me only saying the first sentence to you for you to realize it was a bad decision, that's exactly correct. What a terrible thing. Yeah. Oh, you're drunk. No condom for you. Go get her knocked up. Yeah. All right, backwards thinking by the Brits and lots of stolen cheese. That, my friends, is your world. Okay. Crazy. Crazy. I really, really want cheese. God, I'm hungry. Okay. You know what's crazy? Is how much fun we're going to have Thursday night at the Landmark Saloon, oh, Sarah. Oh, boy. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a spin. That wasn't very good. I'm, I'm, that was, that pretty was pretty bad. Actually. I thought it was going to have something better than that. But we are going to have a lot of Me fun. Me too. You took too long of a pause. I'm like, where's he going with this? And it just kind of went, boo. No, it wasn't that bad. Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night <laughs> is at the Landmark Saloon this Thursday. Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night this Thursday, January 28th at the Landmark Saloon. It starts at about 6 p.m. 6 p.m. The address is 4847 Southeast Division. Indeed. Free to play. We uh, just got some confirmation. Yes. On one of the uh, one of the prizes that we're going to get. We're going to be having some amazing gift certificates from Next Adventure. Next Adventure. Which is awesome. So, again, free to play, free to win prizes. So, I mean. There's really, really no reason not to go down there. Yeah. On top of that, we're going to have, I mean, Landmark has great food. But also, we're going to have wonderful drinks. Because Small Town Brewery is the fine sponsor of mm-hmm. Fun Employment Radio's Bingo Night. And so they're going to have their Not Your Father's Root Beer, Not Your Father's Ginger Ale, which if you've never had either of those, they're amazing. Oh, They're fantastic. So the ginger ale in particular, I think, is I'm my a, favorite. I'm a huge fan of the ginger ale. But the root beer is really good, too. Mm. And they're going to have both of those there um, on special, by the way. That'll be at Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. So come on down there. And plus, we've got prizes. You know, we're going to be playing for a couple of hours of bingo. We'd like to see everybody there down there about some, six. a couple, like, side games, too, one of which I'm some very side excited games. about. I don't even know what the side you, games you are. You never do. Nope. So I'll find out. I probably will not uh, appreciate the subject of the side game, but we'll mm-hmm. find out what it is. So that'll be all happening there this Thursday, January 28th at the Landmark Saloon. Come down, say hello, say hi to us. It supports us immensely by you playing free bingo and winning prizes, believe it or not. That actually helps us out, yeah, too. And so honestly, it's, that's why it's so much fun. Yeah, because there'll be some you know reps from the companies there. So, I mean, it, it always looks good to have more. The more, the merrier. Yeah, it and always, it's just... It, Plain fun. Yeah, if you want to know how to help us out, that would totally help us out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It does a does a lot for us, and, and we all get to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So big thank you to Small Town Brewery and Landmark Saloon for uh, and uh, Landmark Saloon and Next Adventure mm-hmm. for providing some prizes. Come on down and see us on Thursday. All right, you want a little we bit of ball ma- talk? Yes, but what? we need what? to also figure out what? our bet that we are going to make for Thursday. We always have to do one. Like last time you had to wear the Santa suit, and that was amazing. <laughs> we need to figure out Maybe there's a reason I haven't brought up a bet. You know, I got another bet we can do so you can lose again because that was awesome. Whatever the bet is, you have to you have to be there the entire time in pajamas. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. I like that bet. 
That's not going to happen, ever. Let's have a geography contest. What? No. Hmm. We can have a Beverly Hills 90210 trivia contest. No. No. All right, we'll have to figure this out. Okay. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Got a little little potpourri of balls. A little smattering of this, a little of that. Gross. I'm going to start off with some basketball, go to some football, come back to some basketball. The basketball news is this. The Golden State Warriors are currently the uh, best team in the NBA. They have the best record. They did take on the San Antonio Spurs, who have the second best record in the NBA. And the Golden State Warriors beat the San Antonio Spurs 120 points to 90. 120 to 90. They beat them by 30 points. Yikes. Warriors are looking pretty damn good. Doesn't mean they're not beatable. They are. But still, that's a, that's an ass kicking. That That is an ass kicking. So 120 to 90, the Golden State Warriors. Moving on in ball talk. Did you watch that game? No, I did not yeah. watch it. I did not it's watch it. But that is, that is indeed. Um, moving on to ball talk, we've got a couple of things, a couple of news about the Super Bowl, the upcoming Super Bowl. Now, Sarah, who's in the Super Bowl? The cats and the... Uh, no, no, we're not doing with the... Okay, the... the no, I'm sorry, I always get them confused. The poop, the um, Panthers. Yes. And From the, where? The the Carolina Panthers. Yes. And that's Cam Newton's team. Yes. And the... Uh, let's see, the Patriots lost and the... Um, Fuck. Uh, the, I can't remember. Pa- uh, the, uh, pretty big team. There's a lot of fans on the west coast of this team, Western U.S. I am totally blanking, and that's the one with the old guy on it, who it might be his last Super Bowl ever. Yep. Um. You're right about that. Broncos. From. Denver. Yes. Yes. Quarterback is. He's one of the greatest of all time. And he has a brother, right? He does have a brother. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Stop. I don't want to guess anymore. He's on television a lot with commercials. Like, he does a lot of Oh, he does the Papa John's commercials, right? Papa John's and, like, Nationwide, I think, or some insurance company. Motherfucker. He's remember. hosted Saturday Night Live a couple of times. A few times, probably. I don't remember. It's not a common first okay, name. Okay, well, you just... I don't know. Last name is not womaning. It is... Oh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yes. There we go. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Cam Newton is the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. It's kind of old guy versus new guy. I mean, Cam's been in the league for a couple of years, but still, it's old guy versus new guy. That's pretty much what it is. All right, so here's the deal, though. Those are the two teams that made it in. Now, Carolina on their way to getting there. Of course, they beat the Arizona Cardinals to get in, but they also beat another team from the Northwest, the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm here to I'm here to talk to Seahawks fans. I know this is... You know, I'm, I'm in technically the... You know, I'm at, well, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. There are a lot of Seahawks fans here. A lot of people who grew up being Seahawks fans. Um, I'd say Oregon... Oregon's kind of a mix of Raiders, Seahawks, and... 49ers, mm. m- mostly 49ers and Seahawks from growing up, some Denver people. Here's the deal. Here's what's going on. Seattle fans. There are parts of your of your f- group, of your fanhood, of your of your group of fans that are really making you look just 
awful. Mm. I mean, it's it's getting to the point where you just got to take a loss sometimes. And that's okay. You lose sometimes. And here's what's happening. It's Seattle fans, and I'll say this just, just because this is national news and it has been for a while. They're not very well respected uh, for a lot of times by other fan bases because they're accused of being... Um, Fairweather fans that everybody just decided to like the Seahawks about three years ago when mm-hmm. they went to the Super Bowl and all of a sudden oh no I've been a Seahawks fan my whole life it's kind of like University of Oregon fans like oh you're winning now I'm a I'm a U of O fan I'm gonna put U of O stickers all over the place but you have no idea what was with the team before they were winning that's kind of what Seahawks fans have been accused of and I know that's wrong because there are a lot that have been fans the entire life you should enjoy it here's what's happening though you got a lot of whiners in your group you're getting a lot of whiners, and it's really making you look bad. And here's the latest one. <sighs> there is a woman, a Seahawks fan, who has... Excuse me, actually, no that, was the, no, that was a different woman who wanted something else. I think this is actually a guy this time. I'm sorry, I'm pulling it up, and uh, my... Uh... Yes, here is what it is. There is a petition that has been set up on change.org that is called on change.org, mind you. This is usually used for political reasons or something important. Called Ban Cam Newton from Century Link Field. That is where the Seahawks play. Oh, boy. Ban Cam Newton. Why? From Century Link Field. And here is why. So at the end of the Carolina Panthers Seahawks game, when the Carolina Panthers won, Cam Newton was running around in their field in Carolina celebrating. Somebody threw down a number 12 flag, which is what the Seahawks oh, call themselves. Oh, I remember you talking about and that. And he was laughing. Yeah. He took it and he wadded it up and he threw it on the field. In his own stadium, celebrating their win. That's what he did. Well, this guy, or this this person, I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, it's a guy. It's a guy. Andrew, Andrew Tilton of Seattle. His petition is, Cam Newton is one of the most unprofessional, unsportsmanlike individual on the face of the planet. I'm reading it verbatim. So I say for the 2016-2017 when the Panthers come to play in Seattle, he should be banned from entering the stadium. This should teach him to put his arrogance in check. Wow. Um, And so that is the petition. It's been signed by a thousand supporters. Oh, excuse me. 1,400 supporters have signed this thing saying ban Cam Newton from CenturyLink Field. This is where I just want to talk to Seattle fans for a second. One, one more second. Remember a couple of years ago when uh, everybody really disliked Richard Sherman for talking a whole lot of shit after mm-hmm. the Seahawks beat the 49ers? And everybody said, hey, you need to go easy on him. He's a great guy. He's just celebrating the win while he was talking a whole lot of shit about the 49ers and their fans. Mm-hmm. Well... This is this kind of comes around. If you're okay with that, you got to be okay with this. Yeah. And the bottom line is Cam Newton won. That's it. He won. Stop making up petitions. Stop doing the petitions. It just makes you look so just it really it really just looks so bad. So there we go. That's that's one thing that's going on though. They want to ban him from the field. Oh. He can't come here. I'm going to throw a tantrum. Yep. All right. There we go. Moving on to ball talk. We'll do this final story. And this is one that's it's still somewhat developing because it happened last night. 
And uh, th- there's updates that I'm sure are going to be coming out as we go throughout the day about what's happening. But here it is. The Los Angeles Clippers, the other team there down in L.A., has one of their star players is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's been a starter in the All-Star game before. Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty good player. He's been out over the last month because he has an injury. But he is definitely one of the best players in uh, in the NBA. I mean, I would say, yeah, he's, he's one of yeah, the top players great. in the NBA for yeah. sure when, he, when he's healthy. And overall, he does a lot of commercials. You probably see him in all the Kia commercials. He does a billion of those. But also, he seems on the surface to seem like he seems like he's a decent guy. Don't really know. Yeah. Never met him, but I know some people that know him. Actually, um, one of the uh, one of the well, I won't even say his name, but one of the comedians that comes on this show once every couple of years or so. We've had him in a couple of times. He's really good friends with Blake oh, Griffin. Oh yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I know. Well, Blake Griffin last night allegedly beat the crap out of one of the team's equipment staff. So here's what happened. What? Yeah. And this is what the reports are. So the team is in Toronto right now. Uh, Or this was after their Toronto. It's not really saying where it was. I'm assuming it was in Toronto. Yes, it was in Toronto. So the team's in Toronto to take on... uh, They were playing the Raptors. And I guess Blake Griffin went out to a restaurant and one of the team's equipment staff came out too. And... The, the story is still coming out, but what is for sure is that there was an altercation that started in the restaurant between Blake Griffin and his and this uh, Clippers equipment staff member. They're on the same team. They work together. They got into an altercation. Allegedly, Blake Griffin hit him in there. Now, Blake Griffin, mind you, is, I don't know, 6'9"? Yeah, he's enormous. Yeah, maybe he's taller. Wait, he, he's he's why in between 6'8 he and 6'10". an equipment manager? That's, well, that's the part. Uh, I'll get to that part here in a second, the speculation on that. Punch him outside. I guess the equipment manager or equipment staffer ran outside, which is what you would do when a giant is. You don't want you. to be beat up by a giant. He could like crush your. He could your head. He could, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so he ran outside, and then uh, I guess Blake Griffin followed him outside and kept on punching. So the equipment manager or the equipment staffer, I guess I, I can't. I keep saying manager. I don't know for sure. Went to the hospital. I don't know what the report is on him. He, he's going to be okay. The only reports were saying that there was a lot of blood and that his eye was swollen shut. Oh, Jesus. Blake Griffin broke his hand while punching him. So he's going to be out for probably four weeks just from playing-wise, just because of his injury that he gave to himself by punching this guy. And then on top of that, who knows what kind of disciplinary action. It's going to be a lot, I'm oh sure. My there, God. There's definitely going to be some what disciplinary an idiot. action. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Now, part of the sources are saying that these two guys were actually friends and it was something between the two of them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, it's being... Okay, I'm going to address something in the chat. Sometimes you have to punch a dude. Do we know the equipment manager didn't start a fight? He couldn't win. Doesn't matter. You're Blake Griffin. You're worth a lot of money. You're twice the size You're of anyone else. You're more valuable than we than winning an argument. Now you've broken your hand and you can't play for over a month. Yeah, because that he punched so a dude because he lost his temper and punched somebody multiple times. So that's what's going on. That's what the report is right now. Uh, I believe they're going to be doing a press conference later on today to try to address some more of it. 
Doc Rivers, all he said was uh, he's the head coach of the L.A. Clippers, was just like, uh, we're disappointed, and we'll, can we talk about it later today, I, I guess in their morning shoot-around. So they're going to be addressing it here pretty soon. But, yeah, that's what happened. Blake Griffin punched the crap out of the equipment staffer. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. We'll find out more about what's going on and what the reasons were and what all that happened, I'm sure, maybe as it goes. Or maybe we'll never find out, really. But either way, he's out for we'll a long out. time. Yeah. He's out for a long time. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. God, that was as dumb as that guy who... Uh, so dumb. It's so dumb. Who was the person who was playing the video game? Oh, uh, well, there was a baseball player that hurt himself. I think Kevin Love hurt Kev- himself. Wasn't playing. it Kevin Love that like punched something or like he was playing a video game? I don't think he punched did something to his something. hand. There's a couple of players that have hurt themselves playing video games. There was a baseball player, I think a pitcher that threw out his arm playing Guitar Hero or something like that. Um, Maybe that was the one that I'm thinking Yeah, there's, of. A, there's a few that have... That have hurt themselves. Uh, Kevin Love, I think, stepped on something and and fell down. I, I can't remember. I do exactly. remember Kevin Love doing something, and I remember it being something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't punching someone yeah. or anything like that. It was like horsing around and, mm-hmm. and hurt himself. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Gotta that's that's it the story. To see if it's worth it. That's not worth it. <laughs> that is not worth it. That is not worth it. All right. Well, before we go, we do have a birthday today. Well, actually, we've got two. Two. All right. Why don't you tell? All right. Tell me. Tell me the first one. Well, so we do have two special birthdays. Of course, we have the Fun Employment Radio Network with all of the fine programming on this network and wonderful other shows that broadcast here at funemploymentradio.com/slash live. You can subscribe six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. And tonight we have a show called Guys into Balls. Uh huh. Starring, among others, one Mr. Rylan. Oh, is, it is was it? Rylan's birthday yesterday. Rylan, well, happy, happy birthday, buddy! Happy birthday, happy Rylan! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you! you. Right. Also, we do want to wish a very special happy birthday. Well, everybody's birthday is special. Rylan, yours is special. Also, Eddie. Eddie. Happy birthday to you, Edward! I hope you have a wonderful, amazing, magical birthday. Happiest of days, buddy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Birthday to you. What was that? That was my adding to it. That was... Adding a little bit of emotion to it. Like grunting? It wasn't grunting. It was like stylized singing to accent what Elvis Presley was doing. Stylized singing, (laughs) huh? You gotta emote. Emote. Yeah. Okay. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120. Wow. Fun Employment Radio Network appreciates your support. Of course, if you would like to subscribe, it's $6.99 a month. The first week is free. What you get with that is. You get to listen to all of the shows live, 24-hour streaming network right here at FunEmploymentRadio.com. And even if you can't listen to them live, you get you know all the behind-the-scenes stuff well, that we put in the archive. And, uh, well, with the, I'm getting to that point, getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't there, mean to interrupt You jumped the gun. I know there's a lot to get so to. You sorry. jumped the gun. Um, if you do listen live, you know, to any, there's stuff on here 24 hours a day. You can join the live chat. You can always go back and look at the live chat if you are not listening live. So say a show airs at... I don't know, 1 p.m. You can always go back through and scroll back through the chat. See what people were saying and posting. 
And we have the exclusive archives, which is audio that uh, only you, the subscribers, can get. And on top of that, you just help us uh, keep going and keep doing this. It really, really makes a big difference. So Mm -hmm. we appreciate it when you can to subscribe. If not, we'll just keep listening to the podcast and sharing it. All right. That was real good. I didn't want to interrupt again. Nope. That was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Yep. All right. Well, tomorrow on the show, we're actually having a special guest in. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes. So uh, tomorrow we are going to be journed. Uh, journed. I can't even talk. Tomorrow we will be do- uh, joined by Jermaine Fowler. He's Jermaine a comedian, Fowler. Uh, who's traveling into town. He's going to be performing at Mississippi Studios mm-hmm. tomorrow night. But we're going to have him in, have a little chat. Should be fun. Yes, indeed. All right. And uh, the last thing I want to say is I am leaving town right now because it's somebody else's birthday. It's my mom's. So I'm going down to Independence for the night. I'll oh, be back tomorrow. Though. Happy birthday to your mom. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Like a- You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.